Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Master Your Mindset podcast. I am your host, Jer Fink, and on today's show, we have Natalia Cantor. Natalia is a partner at Big Three Video Agency. She is the founder of the Quantum Leap Mastermind Group. She is the creator of the Powerful Women's Club, and she is a feminine power catalyst, where she is on a quest to help women take the path of pleasure as the route to success. How's it going? <laughs> I love that. That sounds so powerful. Yeah. I wonder where I got that from. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really good, though. You, you definitely come from a really strong background of a lot of like, diverse um, expertise, if you will. Right. And I definitely want to get into some of these. So, so maybe you can just start off by telling us like, what you're up to right now and what you're kind of working on. and, and yeah. Okay. Well, I've just recently launched the Powerful Women's Club. It's a club for women to help them step into their feminine power. And the reason I wanted to do that is because after so many conversations with women, I've come to understand that we have been trying to adjust to the model of success that has been created by men for men and all the women trying to um, use that model tend to burn out. Okay. Okay. So you yourself have gone through this and this is kind of how this all came about, correct? Yes. Yes, I have. That's exactly what has been my journey. And then ever since then, I've talked to so many women about it. And then I realized, holy shit, uh, I'm not an anomaly. This is actually a greater issue that's happening all around. So so walk us through it. What happened to you? what, What was your journey look like, you know, from maybe a little bit before you kind of had your realization to a little bit after? So there were signs all along the way (laughs) and these signs uh, basically looked like all kinds of health issues, which I chose to ignore and push through, not listening to my body because my body was definitely not something I thought should be involved in the process nor cared for in the process. It was all about the mind, the strategy, the logic, let's push through, let's keep going. And I didn't even know how to listen to my body because that part of me was literally cut off. Because in business nowadays, that's all really you use. That is where the main focus is. 90% of, you know, how you succeed is the right mindset. It's all about the mind and the strategy and the plan and execution. Yes. But uh, throughout my journey, I've come to realize that There is literally the other side of that, which is connecting to the intelligence of the body as you're on your entrepreneurial journey. And I've come to understand you do not learn what the term burnout really means until you burn out. (laughs) Until, until, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because throughout, the only thing that you know and are experiencing is health problems. Right. Is that what you were thinking at the time? It's just that that's what you had, you had health problems. You didn't see it. A connection between your health problems and kind of your direction for, for success, if you will. No, I didn't. No. It didn't even dawn on me that that was the case. Well, that's interesting, huh? <laughs> no, it didn't. I was so just I, like, hey, people get sick, bodies get sick. Okay, let me just 
sit it out or rest it out, recover, let's just keep going. But the health issues just never stopped. They just keep getting worse. Right, okay. So, so what happened? Like, when did you have this big realization that there's something else going on here? I think I've reached a level of um, a point of no return where I was just so tired and so disappointed with pushing harder and longer and not getting the results I wanted. And then on top of that, I just lost my mojo. So there's absolutely no drive in me whatsoever. I just lost interest. Were you passionate about what you were doing at all? Or, or was that gone as well? Like you were just tried out completely? Tried out completely. Oh, wow. Couldn't care less. So you're obviously striving towards something, right? Like um, and you had some kind of goal in mind. You were pushing towards building your, your company. Um, right? Was this driven by how much money you could make or was this driven by the impact you could make? Like what, what, were, what were your goal metrics here that you, know, that you could use to see if you were successful? Both. I think it was driven, of course, any business, if it's not driven by money, then you're not in business, then it's a hobby. <laughs> and an impact is a natural avenue you have to make an impact in order to even have a business you have to provide some kind of a value to whomever you're serving so both okay so it wasn't really about the what you're trying to achieve it was more about how you're trying to get there that's right and that is what i've come to understand wow that's great okay so, so yeah. now that you've understand this what, what what happened next you had this big realization you were doing things wrong um what happened next what did you do differently well, what happens next is when something doesn't really work out, you go and re-examine um, everything in your life and, go and, and look and reflect to see, okay, why not? So that's what sent me on this huge quest to reevaluate my entire approach to not only business, but to life. Oh, and, right. Yes. And what I've learned is completely... It's my mind and my body open to a whole new paradigm of just getting to the goal, but enjoying the journey as much as possible. Right. Okay. Because that's what you talk about, the path of pleasure, right? Yes. Right. Yes. So what are you aligning your goals with now versus from before? I only have one goal. Okay. <laughs> I only have one single goal. That's great. No, I know. I've simplified things. I really simplified things um, by asking myself two questions. I've come to understand what my goal is. My number one goal is what my purpose is as well. And those two questions are, what do I deeply want? Right. And then what is that one thing I can focus on that will make everything else irrelevant or unnecessary? Okay. And those two questions provided me the number one focus and that number one focus every single day for me yeah. just to feel good okay period because i see what you're saying so at a higher level you want to feel good so now you know all your actions all your conversations all your interactions right all your experiences have to align with one thing correct correct okay Let's, let's let's hold on to so, for a sec. So I'm curious, like, is that ever kind of like is there ever an exception to the rule? Like, 
You know what I mean? Like sometimes somebody needs you or they want something from you, but you know it's not exactly aligned with you feeling good, but it'll help them in a sense. Is that okay? Or so I want to distinguish, make a make a very clear distinction between feeling good by external circumstances and then finding the feeling good within oneself. Okay. That's, because that's that is the focus. My focus is feeling good within oneself and then that almost resonates outwards so it's not the other way around i really i really like that extended version of the definition yes <laughs> it does admit that that shifts a whole other meaning behind it i want to feel good is one thing i want to feel good internally that is another thing that is a powerful statement okay so so yeah let's get into that i mean yeah let's talk about that that's exciting that makes me feel really good yeah how do you get it how do you go about than just feeling good internally because I'm sure you've done some work to get to this point. It's not like you just, or maybe you did, maybe it was a switch you just flicked. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a good question, but I, I still want to address one more thing. See mm -hmm. the reason why feeling good to me answers the second question that I posed, how, because it makes everything else irrelevant or unnecessary. So before in the, other model of success, I basically thought that when I achieve something, then I will feel good. And therefore, achievement became the measure of my self-worth. So I would achieve something, it would give me a spike of feel-good chemicals for a certain amount of time. And then I would dip into depression because I didn't have the next goal. And I didn't know when the next wave of feeling good was going to come. So it left me in this limbo of depressed state of like, well, what's next? I've achieved this. What's next? So in this model, I was constantly chasing the high that achievement, achieving a goal was giving me. Okay. So you would hit one level and then, okay, then the next, yeah. the next one, right. ongoing cat mouse kind of thing. And I was doing that in order to feel good. Like all of that was so I could feel good. Feel good. Or so you thought. Or so I thought, yeah. Yeah, I thought, because really, just that's really why we do things. Because right. when we hit the next level in business, we instantly feel good. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's at the core of it all. Yeah, so in your opinion, where do you think that stems from? That constant, you know, like, oh, this goes back. Do you want me to tell you? This goes seriously back. Okay. This goes back to the entire way we are taught how to succeed. So you go to elementary school and what do they tell you? That being in elementary school is not enough. You need to have good grades so you can get into the next school. You get to the next school, right? You get to high school and they tell you, yeah, your experience is great, but the entire experience is geared for you to go to the next level so you can go either to college or university. Right. You get into college or university, the entire experience is geared towards you preparing to get a good job. Right. <laughs> the entire you know, job and career is there to prepare you to reach different levels in your career. So technically speaking, wherever you are at any given time is never enough because you're always preparing for the next thing. Right. Like we've been, we've been conditioned to constantly think that where we are at is just not enough, that there has to be a next level, that we need to be achieving all the time in order to feel good, in order to feel valued, validated, 
respected, like we're going places. Right. It's, it's almost like we've been dropped into this like, like ultimate puddle system. Like you, you're born, you get a little mm-hmm. bit older, then you're dropped in and then it's like shoots you out. But what's happening is people are, are, are starting to jump out before the end of the funnel. They're just like, I'm out of here. And they're jumping <laughs> on the sides and they're like, no, it's true. People are finding their own path, a yes. own way of succeeding. That's right. Oh, that's a great way. You really explained it well. Yeah, we're finding. So basically, what I, all I did is I just decided to create my own version of success. And that is why the only focus I have is to feel good every single day internally and enjoy the journey. Right. I, I still know I will get places. I just decided to take the scenic route. Okay. I mean, fair enough. I mean, you found an avenue for you that, that makes you feel good now. And it also allows you to impact and serve others in a way that makes um, yourself feel good, but in return also making others feel good. So it's almost like your energy is like happening internally, but you're able to kind of like spread it out externally, like to make it a huge impact. See, Jer, I thought that pleasure had to be earned. You work five days to earn your weekend. Right. Right. And that accumulates, that mindset accumulates over years. So you spend, you're like, only if I do my work, then I can play. Then I can enjoy myself. Yeah. Okay. No more. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So we know where you're at now. And now you've put together a couple of things, right? You have your big three video agency. Right, you yes. definitely seem to be a creator of things, right? Yes. So you started your big three agency, big three video agency. Um, you know, you were what, partners in that for the last four years, I think. Six years now. Six years, and now you've gone to a point where, along the way, you started the Quantum Leap Mastermind Group, which um, I'm, I'm assuming it started another kind of chapter, another journey that was part of your life, which has like brought you to where you are now, where you've started. Um, I'm sorry, the Powerful Women's Club. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's it like then, like, shifting from one having the big three video agency to now having a whole other business and a whole other kind of um, category, if you will, right? Because it's like two different, two different businesses, two different service offerings. So what's it kind of like from shifting from one to the other? And how are you now taking the Powerful Women's Club to... To a place where you can really you know make an impact for these women so it's actually it's not i don't really see it shifting one from the other because it's just a natural continuation in the big three video agency our business model naturally um naturally headed towards helping women entrepreneurs be seen and heard because women in general have a hard time being witnessed and really show up publicly like this. Okay. It's uh, one of, one of women's <laughs> largest, largest fears. Yeah. Um, I've shot lots of videos with women versus men and men just literally just stand up in front of the camera and deliver. Women in general will question themselves, will uh, make sure that they, everything's, you know, perfect the way they look. They won't see there's a lot of psychological coaching that I had to do to get women to fully show up. Okay. So this was showing you even before, like in your business. Yes. Uh, interesting. Yes. 
So I naturally, basically, my business naturally evolved for me to coach people to really show up. Right. So fully. Yeah, so let's talk about that for a second as far as like you then transitioning to start coaching these women because along the way you also were part of the, you know, our quantum lead mastermind group, right? So can you just speak a little bit to that part of your journey because I think that's really relevant in the sense of how you became the coach that you are today, right? That must have been mm -hmm. That's right. And that is all very relevant to how I became a coach today. <laughs> yeah, and yes. I just, yeah, that's what I'd like to just kind of speak to that experience. So I'm just going to say that Jer has been part of the Quantum Leap Mastermind since its very inception. He was one of the special people that have received the secret James Bond invite to be part of this incredible group of people, right. not knowing what he was getting himself into but it turned out to be the best life decision. <laughs> yeah. And, and what, what was your thought process when you were starting that group? And I think you invited 13 people. I mean, I'm assuming at the time, if I know, correct me if I'm wrong, you haven't been in a mastermind group prior to that. This was also your first experience and you just decided, you know, to put these 13 people together. Like what was that thought process like? So the reason I started the Quantum Leap Mastermind is because I wanted to learn how to make more money and how to build your wealth. And there was an amazing person I met, Bernard Chan, who said, hey, I've done it. I've made my millions. So why don't I just come on board and help you do that? So that's, that's how that got started. He came on to consult. How did I pick the people? I picked the people because I picked the people that... Sorry, wait, I just, uh, I just want to call out a connection here because, you know, what the beginning of the mastermind was about is very similar to what your goals were for your business. Like, that's where your headspace was at, right? You just wanted to that's right. and <laughs> grab as much money as possible and that was your route to success. And it's interesting because that's where your headspace was at. That was the intention for the mastermind. But I'll let you continue yeah. because I know there's more here. <laughs> No, that's totally where they, that was the intention. The intention was, hey, I wanted to grow my business. Uh, so when Bernard asked me to how much money I wanted to make, I just said, oh, I just, I just want to double my sales. That would be good. And then he said, is that comfortable? And I said, yes. <laughs> and his answer was, well, you're not dreaming big enough. So give me a goal that's so uncomfortable that you need to grow into the person that's able to achieve it. And the mastermind started. So I brought everybody on to also help them just move in that towards wealth. Like that was, that was pretty much the goal. Sure. And I think now two years later, we would say that we have learned how to move out of scarcity to an abundant way of thinking. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yes. that's right. So we thought it was only about money. Yes, it was, and it still is, but there is a whole other um, set of limiting beliefs and work we have done on ourselves personally as people to be able to even think abundantly. Right. I, I, I totally agree. Um, I, mean, I mean, the whole process has, has, has made money almost just like a small aspect of everything else. It's within the equation for sure. and. You know, the more you have of it, sure, the more impact you can do in certain areas. And it's only a piece of the puzzle. 
And I think all of us, for the most part, have shifted into that mindset. Mm -hmm. And realize that our success in life isn't equivalent to how much money you have. It's just one component. It's, you know, there's your family, there's your relationships, there's your, where you show up for yourself, right? There's money, your career, that's you know, all within it. So it's definitely been a huge transition. Because as I supposed before, unfortunately money does not solve all the problems. <laughs> I thought money was that magic pill that you take and then all the problems just go away. And that's why I thought if I just had more money, all these problems would go away. You're working harder, working harder. And I'm working harder because that's the magic pill. I'm going for the magic pill. And now I've completely changed my version of success. And I realized there is a lot of amazing, wealthy people who are quite depressed. So my new definition is um, money is nothing if you're, if you're not feeling good. Right. Money means nothing if you're not feeling good and enjoying it. Right. So do you feel now that um, like you're happier, but you're like, are you in a place where you've also made a lot more money or are you just happier now because you're doing the things that you want to be doing? I am in a place where I'm making a lot more money in a shorter amounts of time with very focused energy. Uh, so before, in the old model, I would engage in a lot of powerless effort. So like a lot, right? Like a lot of force put into something, but not a lot of results because the pushing itself is very tiring. And I've completely shifted my approach to use something different, which I call power effortless power okay so i'm harnessing the power of flow which can only happen when you're feeling good right. flow does not happen in your life when you're frustrated when you're angry when you're tired cranky that the, the flow does not happen overwhelm happens when you're in that state okay so how do you get yourself into that flow state is it something that you just like happens when you wake up in the morning or do you have some kind of routine that puts you into that state or, or what do you do when you see yourself coming out of that state how do you kind of bring yourself back and keep yourself in check so here's where things get really interesting jer okay. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. so when i burnt out i lost my mojo um and what that means is i lost the flow of sexual energy in my body just there was absolutely no energy of that sort in my body right. uh, which felt like I was almost dead inside. That sent me on a path to try to discover where has it gone? What is it? Why did I lose it? How can I get it back? And by studying that, I have come to realize that our sexual energy is actually responsible for all our feel-good chemicals in our body. So when I say now that I literally every day focus on feeling good, I focus on turning my sexual energy on, containing it, right. sending it, almost flushing my whole body with it. And I'll I need to give more explanation because I'm sure some people would just have a very simplistic idea of what that could possibly uh, be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that starts to release all the feel-good chemicals in my body. 
Right. And those, there is like a different level of energy that I'm playing with. So what I've been just explaining is a tantra practice where you contain your sexual energy. You kind of turn it on, meaning arousal, but then you're able to just move it up your body. So not keeping it regionally because you're just going to get frustrated, but you literally move it up your body with breath and movement. So it gets distributed very evenly throughout your body. And that keeps you in this, keeps you in this really subtle state of all the feel-good chemicals literally just flowing. That's fascinating, actually. So when you yep. use that term, let's say, sexual uh, frustrated, as opposed to that, you could be taking that energy um, and using it to make yourself feel good and put you in this flow state. Is that correct? Pretty much. So you're already feeling good. You've got these chemicals floating in your body. You're feeling really good. Now everything just comes easy. You're still taking action. You're still going towards your goals, but through whole, throughout the whole process, you just feel really good. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. And you do this, you said, through a tantra um, practice or exercise? Yeah, so there's, there's the tantra techniques to, to be able to uh, turn the energy on and then contain it. Just like I'm saying, that's the key containment of it. As Because a, a lot of people have this energy in their body and they just literally chuck it left, left and right in places. Right. They don't know what to do with it. They don't know what to do with it because it's so overwhelming. So the technique is to literally hold it in your body and being able to hold it, contain it, and then use it how you want to. Okay. That's pretty powerful. Oh, it's, it's the best thing ever. Right. So is this part of what you, like in your Powerful Women's Club, is this part of the programming in a sense to get other women to you know, go on their journey and eventually get to this place as well? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Because once we know how to own our own sexual energy and use it to our advantage, we become very grounded. Okay. So it doesn't own us. We own it. Okay. So what else would like uh, somebody that went through this program have to go through? You know, is it a program where you have to go like deep into yourself and like let go of a lot of stuff? Is it, is it a program where you just like identify where you're at now, where you want to be, and just go in that direction? Like, what kind of things happen in this program? So there is a combination of two things, and it's called I would say the combination of these two things is called embodiment. So your mind and your body have to come on board. For example, if you're trying to change your life and go in a new direction and your thoughts are life is great i'm abundant <laughs> but your body's saying i feel like shit right now <laughs> then <laughs> then you're not aligned and that new information that new belief is just not embodied your mind and body are not on the same page so the whole program is structured in such a way that on a nine month journey you literally embody new beliefs where they become such part of you that every cell resonates and vibrates with that. Okay. Yeah. That, that's, that's amazing actually. Yeah. Transformational shift for somebody. It's um, huge. It's right. okay. So when you, so when you say embody these new um, sorry, habits or feelings and whatnot, is it, like how do some how would someone start going about that? If someone was like hearing this and they're like, "Wow, that sounds pretty good. What can I do right now just to like 
get myself in the right direction? What would be a good logical next step? Do the opposite of what you've been doing. Right. Do something different to get different results. Do the opposite. Yeah, if you want different results, you got to do different things. So start doing literally the opposite of what you're used to. Okay. I mean, that's, so. I love that advice because it's simple and it's fact. It's like 100%. Um, okay, that, that's cool. So another kind of aspect I know about the program is kind of like your masculine versus feminine power. It's on your website, someone's reading it pretty front center so yeah. maybe take a minute or two just to kind of explain you know your approach to that and why you really emphasize that within the course of the program cool yeah no thanks great questions by the way Jer. Great questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are no. uh, okay. stuff, honestly like obviously you know i have a really close relationship with you and and i know what you've been up to and stuff but I, it's like just just for my own you know, two sons, it's like, I agree with what you're saying and I know the power of what you're, what you're, you're talking about and I know the changes and the shifts that can make in somebody's life. So um, like, I'm excited to even just talk to you about it and the fact that you want to share that with other people and change their life, like, I'm very, very uh, you know, passionate for me, so. I would thank you. Thank you. Okay. I'm excited about okay. that. <laughs> yeah, about the, the masculine versus the, the feminine power. Okay, feminine power. All right, so women have stepped into masculine power thinking that that is what power feels like. So what that means is, um, I, by the way, I absolutely honor men. I, I, I love their approach and I love everything about them. So this isn't coming as some, some kind of... Um, Can you uh, clarify though, just in case? Like. Yeah, just in case. I absolutely love men and I think their approaches are fantastic. I just don't think they work for women in the long run. And I believe that. I believe that. Yes. So here's a very simple example. The way men work and the way the business functions is based on the fastest sperm winning. <laughs> and what that means is men are biologically programmed to find the most efficient route, be the most productive, get there the fastest, get that result, right? It's just how they're programmed. That's biology. Life depends on that kind of approach. Wow, you're really taking it back. Oh, yeah, I'm taking it like, I'm looking at biology. You, you, well, you did that before too. Not just biology, but also when you talked about like society in general, you went all the way back to where we were babies, right? Yes. That's the same approach. Yes. So that works, right? And it's all about competition because there's just so many other sperm around that, you know, that one has to win. So that's fine. That's the approach. But women, on the other hand, by all, you know, our biology is designed to like take the seed of something and then create the perfect environment for it and nourish it very organically. And there's no, like you can't speed that thing up. It's just going to happen when it happens. But when it does, it's like, it's, it's solid. We build that way. We just naturally build things that way. So that's why the masculine is all about the result. Let's get there fast. The feminine is all about let's create the experience and nourish it, and then it's going to happen. Right, okay. So to me, a powerful woman is a woman that is able to take kind of both sides of the equation. So know how to use her masculine skills when she needs to because they're very important, but 
start really tapping into the feminine skill set, which has been always perceived as weaker right. in the business world and therefore hasn't been used as often. So do you think that's a natural, that was a natural kind of like, like growth because when women finally became in the, in the workforce, right? It was still like, you know, it was the man's workforce. And then all of a sudden a woman came in and they had to come in and adapt how the men were doing things just so they could fit in. So kind of organically over the years, it just kind of grew into that. Yes. Yeah. As opposed to like women just showing up, being themselves, and let's see what happens. Then it kind of, and I think that's what you've been talking about this whole time, but why you burnt out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I see, I see the, See the, see the, yeah, the relationship of, cause I've been, I, because I've been running, I've been running and I thought faster and more often was going to get me there. Okay. Yeah. And it didn't. <laughs> okay. Because there was always moving. The target was always moving. Because I would always set a new one. <laughs> Is there anybody out there for you? Not like that's full on like a mentor. Like you see that woman, she's rocking it. She's coming from her feminine power. Is there anybody out there like that for you? Um, that's a very good question. I've been watching a few women. I won't, I won't give names, but I've been watching a few women at the moment where I'm seeing them really step into it. So they're no longer standing for the bullshit that's happening and they're voicing it out and being seen with it as opposed to <laughs> being nice about it. Right. Um, so that's, that's really refreshing to see. Okay. And, what they're doing is they're, they're bringing a new approach to leadership that is not based on competition, but rather cooperation. It's not based on, sorry? A new form of leadership, which is not based on competition, but cooperation. Cooperation. Like working yeah. together. So. Working together, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fascinating. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It really is, because, like, who knows what's going to happen once and then more of this kind of catches on and what that can imply in the workforce because already shift happening in the workforce, right? From like millennials and how they show up and what millennials need, we hear it all the time, right? More and more companies going virtual, company culture shifting and changing and stuff. So this is just another way that it's evolving. And, and yeah, it's amazing that you're taking it on and you want to be like a catalyst, like you said, right? For this type of work. So it's great. You really found a passion, something that you're really passionate about. I am. And if you think about what's happening in the shift, let's, let's look at Facebooks, Googles, LinkedIn's, let's look at those workspaces. Okay. Now it's become really important that the workspace creates an experience for you, as opposed to look at the old school model where it was so masculine, you literally walk into a boardroom and gray walls, nothing around, just it's all about efficiency. We don't really need the <laughs> spice things up. Let's just, just get there in, fast. Come in, you sit at your desk, digitally do your work. Do your thing, done, out. But now you're saying basically, you're talking about the experience when you go to these offices, you know, the couches, the lounges, the, just the whole environment of like how you work and how you do your meetings and like the environment itself, right? Yes. Yeah. And to me, that is the most beautiful balance between the masculine and the feminine, right? It's still about getting the results and creating, but it's also about how, what kind of experience we want to have while we get there. Well, also, like, if you go back to the, the nourishing, like the way we're nurtured, right? So they're, yeah. they're nurturing their employees in a certain way in this environment so they can have the highest amount of output. 
That's right. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. Okay. <laughs> um, so I definitely think that you, you've kind of gone through, you know, a big part of your journey, kind of like, you know, how you got where you are now, how you're doing the powerful women's group. So what, what's kind of next for you? Like, what's, you know, what's your vision for yourself? Like, what do you want to see yourself in the future? What, what's your big goal right now? <laughs> That's good. That's good. I like it. Um, my big goal right now? Yeah. I would just say my next step. I wouldn't even say my goal. I, I have a big goal. My my vision that I keep um, visualizing oh, is okay. just uh, comfortable. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. To to one day own and run a retreat somewhere in the tropics on all the things we were just talking about. Right. So that's the bigger vision. But just the next step is. Hold on. Hold on. What. <laughs> You've already done this once, and you're doing it again. So, how is it a bigger vision? Unless you're talking about something on a grander scale, maybe. But like, not also. Like you also put on retreats. You just went to Costa Rica. You did a retreat yep. there, right? Yep. So, if there's a difference here, just clarify because it's very good. You be very detailed and specific about what you want. Well, this not, well. So the bigger vision is for me to actually move to the tropics and and own a whole okay. retreat yes yeah. yes no the universe likes you to be very detailed and specific about <laughs> what okay sure cool to make sure that you get this make thank sure. you thank you for clarifying and then making sure we send the right message out there to the <laughs> universe uh yes so that and then uh the next step is um more masterminds for women because that's my mission to get them into a powerful state. And then ending up in Bali in February for another retreat. Okay, so there is a retreat coming up in Bali? Yep. Okay, so I know all this information is on your website, right? So we'll share your website information just before we end. Um, yeah, okay. well that, the Bali's information is coming. The Powerful Women's Club is definitely on the website. Oh, okay, so just right. Oh, okay. Sorry, I thought the retreat in Bali was for the Powerful Women's Club. Is it not? Is there going to be men allowed to go? Is it going to be, or is it just women, or how does that work? Or is it too big? I'm still figuring this out. I'm still figuring this out. Whether uh, whether we'll we'll let uh, men be part of this phenomenal experience. Yeah. So, as a man. <laughs> yes, as a man. What are your questions? Well, it's a thought, but. First of all, I really appreciate your honesty in that moment because like, you are still figuring stuff out and I think that's okay. And I think a lot of us get caught up in their business trying to create something that has to be all this right now. But no, like as we develop our businesses and our brands, we evolve and we grow and you don't have to have everything done right now to move forward, right? You can keep moving forward, you can keep changing. So I yeah. think that's great that you kind of like just call that out. Um, and then my thought is that like this whole, like the way you've been talking about, like just about how women have been always taken on like this male kind of way of doing things and now it's time for women to hold in on their feminine power. It's the same, I feel as a man, it's the same on the flip side for men to be okay with like holding in on their feminine power if that's what they choose to do and being okay with that and showing up that way, right? And we talked a little bit about this before we did the podcast, but just to reiterate, for me, it, it, it's like, 
I'm learning about myself and become and being okay with that. Yes, I'm a sensitive man, right? Yes, I'm a man that likes to be vulnerable. Like, yes, I'm a man that can share my emotions and talk about my feelings and have open conversations. And I can tell you, as a man, I have grown tenfold. Like, I have changed my outlook on life, and I feel way better about it. I don't walk around with like a lot of heaviness and stress anymore. And I guess. The, bringing this back to your retreat, I, I, I think it's a win-win. Like, I, I think there could be a lot of positive in having men and women come together and, and on both sides of the spectrum. For sure, for sure. Um, I mean, the men that I coach now um, will not let me just not coach men. <laughs> so I will, have to, I will have to create some master power, you know, powerful men masterminds for that. Yeah, I, I already know that. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I appreciate what you're saying. And that is what I had to learn also as a skill. Because when I was in my masculine, I was there a lot. The masculine is all about being tough and just getting there, right? Just pushing through, just get there. And, and just not showing that anything affects you. Right. Being strong. Right. right? It's always been the men are strong. So women adopted the same, same approach. We're strong, no matter what. But what I found is that if you don't learn the skill of vulnerability, which is almost like a feminine skill to a degree, because more women have developed that skill, that's, that's the only way I'm classifying them as such, then you will never learn how support can come to you. Because when we're putting on the brave face, right. showing that everything's all good, then people are just seeing hey well he's got it together that's cool good but when you start to be vulnerable and show hey you know holy shit i'm struggling with this or this isn't working it's like suddenly you activate all these people to come and champion you on to help you move through it okay this is crazy because like that's just like that's my story right there like i was in a place where i was ready to, to figure out what was going on, like what was going on inside of me, where all my pain and where all my almost like depression was coming from, mm. and I was ready, and I was open, I was willing to do whatever I, whatever I could to help myself, and then the mastermind came into my life, <laughs> right? And you just explained that, and that's like you know that's a perfect perfect example, but the general idea of it is true. Like you just have to be willing to take that first step yourself. And then trust everything else that kind of comes in your way. And, and be okay to, like, to try something different, right? To be vulnerable. Yeah. Like, a lot of these things that you've said um, within this conversation are just so impactful. Um, so, okay, we're going to have to kind of bring it down now to an end. Um, <laughs> a great conversation and stuff. But if anyone out there like, has any questions for you like, based on what you're talking about, just to reach out, um, how can they get a hold of you? And, What's your website? Uh, my website is Cantor with the K.com. Okay. I'll put the link in the description as well. Nice. And then just set up a chat with me. I think I can't offer anything until I know a little bit about what's going on in your life. And I always love learning about what's happening in people's lives. Um, and the only way to do that is through having a, a lovely conversation yeah so that's great so you're open to anyone like if someone were just to email you and ask them a question and stuff like i'm sure you'd be open just giving a response right 
yeah, because through these conversations, you learn a lot. And then I also learned so much about what's going on in people's worlds. Right. By asking the right questions. You get yeah. Right. Okay. So that's great. Um, any final thoughts for you? There, there is like um, one exercise that I've been doing on my podcast and I kind of was getting there with you and kind of took a little bit of a different direction. So I'll simplify my question. I asked you about your vision and where you want to be, but just to narrow it down, I want to ask you like if there's any habits or any, um, you know, any habits um, or rituals or any kind of tendencies that you have in your life that you would want to let go of um, and replace it with another habit or another tendency that would serve you better, what would that be? At this point or the one that I've already gotten? Oh, right now, right where you're at right now. Is right. I'm, just, like, I'm just giving you the opportunity to maybe um, set an intention to let something go and just kind of, you know, mm. maybe something you haven't thought about it. But maybe you're good and like and that's okay too but um i would say and i think this goes for a lot of entrepreneurs that are trying to level up stop assuming that people won't pay that much okay well, wait a second how does this tie into your it's like, a belief, right? It's a habit. It's a belief. Okay, so you're talking even for yourself. Like you're, this is something that you're taking on now, right? Having so many conversations with people and myself as well. We know when we're leveling up, you know, first we're charging this much, then we want to charge, you know, uh, then we're going to create packages where we want to charge 10 grand or 20. And then the mindset that needs to go is, oh my God, will people pay this much? So, let so letting that go. Right, so letting go of the belief that you're you're not worth what you're worth, right? Yeah. Okay. And what would you replace that with? What what would be a good what would be a good kind of mantra to replace something like that? I attract high end soulful clients with ease, flow, pleasure. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay, I, I like that. That was very actually specific. That was just like really honing it on um, attracting customers and how mm -hmm. you go about doing that. It's not yeah. Like your business or how it's gonna, what you're going to grow it into or what you're going to like. That was cool. And that's what I'm talking about. That's, that's being detail uh, orientated and being specific. Because once you put that out there and you keep saying that to yourself, like slowly your actions are going to represent that thought and that feeling that it embodies. And that's why it's so important to have it like you know, narrow down like that. Because you probably go into every day like that. I have no doubt that you do. Right? So cool. Thanks, Nat. Yeah, there. It's all part of leveling up. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I'll put your information in the description. Thanks again for chatting with me. And um, yeah, we'll chat again soon. My pleasure, Jer. You know it's my pleasure. Okay.